This week's episode of The Jam on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, is brought to you by the letter M. Happy Thanksgiving, fellow American listeners. On episode 72 of The Jam on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, we step away from the norm and give thanks to everything good in this podcaster's life. Also, week 13 football playoffs in the books as we turn the page to week 14 and the state semifinals. Gobble, gobble. Welcome to another installment of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Opening theme from Music Radio Creative. Visit theleewmallon.com slash podcast to listen on your favorite podcasting platform. Now for our host, Lee W. Mowen. I promise next week we'll get back to Monday episodes, but since this week is Thanksgiving, Thursday to be precise, I want to step back and talk about what I'm thankful for. And I know that might not make the most epic episode ever or whatever you kids are saying nowadays, but I felt like it it was needed for this episode. It was needed for this podcast. So before we touch into what I'm thankful for, let's get into scores. That's right. Week 13 in the books and just two more weeks left of football. Can you believe it? Feels like this season just flown by. And I do have to tell you about my experience PAing the Wyoming and London game, which I'll do after scores. So, week 13 looks like this. Colerain defeats Elder 42 to nothing. Witten Woods takes care of Anderson 52 to 20. Alter defeats Wapakoneta 21-7. St. Mary's takes care of Clear Fork 38 to 7. Wyoming shuts out London 28-0. Wheelersburg edges Middletown Masson 24-16. Which, by the way, there is an interesting article and situation that happened at that game. We'll touch on that. Rick Cassano had the article. And we'll bring it to your attention after the scores. Marion Local flies over Coldwater 40-19 to extract revenge on the Week 10 loss the Flyers had to the Cavaliers. Fort Loramie 48, Crestview 20, and that's all the games. There is still one defending state champ left in the area, and that would be Marion Local out of Division 6. So next week's games, we'll have Coleraine squaring off with Pickerington Central at Piqua's Alexander Stadium on Friday. At Gehanna Lincoln's Wilbur C. Straightfield in Northeast Columbus, you have Massillon, Washington taking on Witten Woods. Another Friday game at Lima Spartan Stadium. Marion Local will square off with Seneca East. At Wapakoneta's Harmon Field, it will be Alter squaring off with Norwalk and the Truckers. It's a big trucking stop up there in northwestern Ohio. Beautiful area. I just like the fact that Norwalk High School's athletics are called the Truckers. And Saturday games, Wyoming will take... On St. Mary's at Piqua's Alexander Stadium. And at Wapakoneta's Harmon Field, it will be Fort Loramie taking on Macomb. Man, 
state semifinals for football already here. In two weeks, we'll be talking about who's lifting state title banners up for football. Crazy to think. We do have some college football scores. Most of your non-D1 schools are done with the sport. Dayton finishes the year 6-5 and and 5-3 and in Pioneer Football League play with a 34-7 win on the road against the Jacksonville Dolphins. UC Falls in Orlando as the Bearcats tumble to number 11 UCF and the Golden Knights 38-13. And Miami 13, Northern Illinois 7. That was mentioned on last week's broad, uh, podcast. I almost said broadcast. That was mentioned last week's podcast because that was <clears throat> Friday. And tonight, Tuesday the 20th, the Red Hawks will host Ball State. The Red Hawks need this win to get into a bowl and finish the regular season 6-6. Six and six. So, Cincinnati and Miami football. Still active. Dayton finishes the year 6-5 and 5-3 and and in PFL play. And that's college football in the Sunday area. Club football's already done. Wow. We really are hitting to winter, said me, who had to drive through snow flurries this morning. And now for week 11 of NFL scores. Baltimore edges out Cincinnati 24-21. An entertaining game. The Bengals had the lead in the third quarter before the Ravens rattled off 11 unanswered points for the win. Pittsburgh had 19... Offensive yards at one point in that first half against Jacksonville. But the Steelers come out on top against the Jaguars, 20-16. to And Indianapolis 38, Tennessee 10, where Andrew Luck is now 10-0 all-time against the Tennessee Titans. The Cleveland Browns, along with five other teams, were off this week. And next week we'll set up the first Battle of Ohio in the NFL. At least I think that's Week 12. NFL's flying by because, again, and again, we are getting to Christmas. Insane to think how quick time flies, which I know isn't the point of giving scores, but there you go. And that's it. Scores took mm, about six minutes to talk about. That's, wow. Still have to decide what I'm doing about uh, basketball season. Whether I'm, if I'm giving just college scores and wait until sectional play for high school, because that's a ton of basketball scores and that's a ton of games too to watch. So I don't know. If you want me to do it, let me know. You know, fan interaction. There you go. So now it's time to settle down and talk about Thanksgiving. It's time to give thanks. It's now also the time to start camping out in front of stores and waiting for some retailers to open their doors. Last year, I think JCPenney opened their doors Thanksgiving Day at 2 p.m., which is ridiculous, but there you go. There's some retailers that are like, Thanksgiving is a sacred day, spend it with your family, and then there's other retailers like, ah, you want Black Thursday sales. Ooh. Some retailers have Black Black Friday week sales. Which, yeah, thank goodness I don't work in retail anymore because Black Friday is the it's the worst time. 
people forget their manners and people just worry about the consumer goods. Like, you mean to tell me I can get this kitchen appliance like 20 bucks cheaper on Black Friday? Ooh, I'm going to push you out of the way for this TV. Oh, you're on the floor? I'll just step on you, you know. Yeah, I don't like this time a week for shopping, but I like Thanksgiving. This week, I get to spend time with my girlfriend's family and my family. And, you know, I I feel like every week I spend time with you, the listener family, whoever that might be anymore. But I, I am thankful for you supporting this podcast just by listening to it. Because that means the world to me. Because sometimes it feels like I'm talking into my blue snowball microphone and I'm just talking out into the void. It does it does matter to me that you listen. I do appreciate it. So thank you. So I like to talk about what I'm thankful for this year. There are a lot of things. I'll try to keep it, you know, quick, I guess. Because, you know... I don't know if that would make a good sports podcast episode. So here we go. I am really thankful for my folks and my girlfriend for being supportive. And I don't know why my girlfriend loves me, but she does. And I am thankful for her for being so lovely and so loving. I'm thankful for my parents to continue to believe in me and support me. And they've been amazing They are amazing. They're my parents. Um, Thankful for all my friends out there that, you know, like the stuff I do. You know, give me encouraging words. Had a couple friends, you know, comment on my picture about Wyoming and London's uh, football game to PA. That was really cool. I haven't talked to him in forever. That was that was pretty cool. Look at the comments and see that. I'm thankful for all the opportunities that I've had in my career. And this weekend I'm hitting 1,000 broadcasts in my career. That's pretty impressive. There was one point where I wonder if I get to 500. And there was 500. And then here comes 900 last year. And I'm like... That's insane. Where did that come from? So, yeah, I can't believe I'm going to be hitting it this year. And if I'm still doing the Frozen Creek tournament, it's actually not going to be the Beaver Creek game like I originally planned. I had a hockey game on Sunday that I was broadcasting, and I forgot to count that. So it's going to be the second game that Friday. I can't believe that's... I can't believe this is Thanksgiving. <laughs> Again, the time flying by, that's just incredible to think that we're already here. So I'm thankful for all the opportunities. I'm thankful for getting a chance to broadcast hockey at South Metro Sportsplex after the Dayton Demons and Demolition flood town. I'm thankful for all the people that I've gotten to meet by doing high school hockey. There's a lot of great people to talk to. I mentioned this during, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it, Centerville versus St. X. I also mentioned it, Springboro versus St. X as well. 
thankful for all the people that have given me opportunities. And I'm thankful for getting a chance to continue to do what I love with Wright State, UD, Centerville High School, Springboro High School, when Centerville's not on the road and I can actually do a game. I am thankful for having almost all the games for the Dayton Dragons last season. Hopefully 2019 means more games as well. But, you know, college baseball season. Can't believe that's going to be happening in three months. Because February is the start of college baseball, as you probably already know. And, of course, the teams up here don't play up here. They play down south because it's warm and dry. Someone needs to build a dome for college baseball so we can start. That'd be great. But I am thankful for all my opportunities, the friends and people I've gotten to meet over the years. I'm quite thankful for that. I'm also thankful for the people that appreciate my broadcast and the work I do and people that appreciate this podcast. I, I'm thankful for that as well. I'm thankful that I'm doing okay. Got a roof over my head. I ate this morning. I have food. I have a loving girlfriend. Again, why she loves me, I don't think I'll ever know, but that's okay. She loves me. Thankful I got clothes on my back. Thankful I got great family. I am thankful for a lot this year. You know, this part of the year is often the toughest for myself. Because, gosh, now it's 12 years ago that my grandma passed away. And that was before. That was my first quarter at Wright State. It was only a few days until Thanksgiving. She was supposed to come home, and she died that day. And it was really sad. It's still tough thinking about it. Kind of wishing my grandma got a chance to see me walk at Wright State with my diploma. It's also closer to Christmas, Pop passing away, and that was, you know... I think he passed away the morning after I told him I loved him for the last time. So this part of the year is tough for me because two of my three grandparents died around this time. And it's also rough for me too because eight years ago I walked. I got my diploma at Wright State and yeah, there's parts of me that still hate that I'm struggling as it is but there's also parts of me that look at that it's like I'm doing I'm doing okay of course I want to do better but that's just the competitive side of me so I am thankful for everything I'm thankful I got my degree at Wright State I'm thankful I'm working at Wright State now so yeah it's a little bit tough this year. That's why I tried to go on this positive spin. And it's not your normal episode where we talk all sports. It's I wanted to say what I'm thankful for. So for you, the listener, to listen to now 72 episodes of this podcast, I'm thankful for you. So thank you. And I hope you stick around because this podcast is a rolling 
Hopefully soon I get more guests to interview because I know, what, nine, ten episodes of myself talking and giving scores isn't probably the most exciting in the podcasting world out there, but I do appreciate it. I still can't believe Thanksgiving is this Thursday. That's that's incredible. That is incredible that we're almost to the end of this year in 2019, just around the corner. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So, while we're talking about Thanksgiving, you know, there's football to be had on Turkey Day. Hopefully I get a chance to watch a little bit of that. I think on Thanksgiving I'm also going to visit my grandparents. And wish them happy Thanksgiving. I haven't done that in a while. feel like I need to do that. Now we're getting into what are you doing this Thanksgiving? Like I said, spending it with both my families. And then Friday I'm spending it with hockey family in Kettering. It's pretty cool. It makes me happy. I'm going to have to buy a gallon of water for the tournament. It's not even... It's six teams. So it's not even that long of a tourney. But at the same time, I got I got to feel, you know, like I can make it through the entire tournament. Again, that's Frozen Creek at the Kettering Ice Arena. Centerville will be heading out to the Dublin Chiller for the Thanksgiving Classic. I know there's a couple other teams that make their way to Columbus. I feel like there's a Toledo. I was about to say Toronto tournament, which there probably is, but I don't know about that. So, yeah, hockey season. It's great. Just got done with the first regular season weekend. I did miss the Centerville Gehanna Lincoln game, and I do apologize about that. But the Elks come away with a 2-1 to OT win after falling to a very good St. Xavier squad 5-4 to on Friday. And then on Sunday, St. X back at South Metro Sportsplex, this time taking on the other team that calls it home, Springboro and the Panthers. Panthers lost eight quality anchor players. Two were the starting defensive core. Two were the goalies, both starting and backup. One was a scoring machine. And let's see, I think there was another defender that played well last season. Eight players. That's tough to make up, but Springboro, they always seem to have a lot of bodies on that team. And it's impressive, too. Looked good. It was a physical game between the two squads, and Springboro wanted an OT 4-3. Was, uh, was it a breakaway goal? I just called that two days ago, and I'm having to remember. It was a quick, flashing goal. It was a fun game to call. It was a lot of fun. Talking to St. X parents, talking to Springboro parents, which, by the way, I haven't shared on social media yet, but I am thankful for Springboro and the hockey family giving me an Amazon gift card. That was really cool. And also thankful for Centerville's hockey family for the stuff they do for me. And also being decked out in Centerville Elks hockey gear. Springboro parents were giving me 
give me a little nudge saying, why are you wearing that? Because I don't have Springboro gear. So maybe, you know, maybe I'll get a Springboro hockey sweatshirt or something like that. I don't know. I, it, it's, I love my Bauer hockey jacket. Let's just say that. So yeah, first regular season, many more to go. I blink and then we're into conference tournament at South Metro for Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League. And for the Capital Hockey Conference, it's held at the Ohio Health Ice House, which is that little rink attached to the big nationwide arena rink. I blink and then we're going to be talking about that. Hoping to get guests along as we wrap up 2018 in style. And I hope you continue to listen along on this podcast where we celebrate Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports. And also letter M this week, because apparently that's still a thing. I don't know why. I think it's stupid, but you do you. This podcaster really isn't in the business of telling you what to do, but in my opinion, Xing out all the M's is stupid. Besides, your city that you're in is Columbus. There's an M in there. What, you just call it Columbus? Columbus. 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 Hmm. Best things come out of Columbus, Lazarus, um, Blue Jackets are okay so far, but a playoff series win would be nice. The crew, the Clippers, and um, there's something else. I'm just not thinking about it. Yeah, there you go. So, one piece of news that landed in the timeline yesterday. The Cleveland Indians have updated jerseys and a brand new red home alternative kit, which, knowing me, I love the color red. I dig it. It's the Indians script on red. I think I have a shirt like that, actually. If I have a shirt or I want a shirt like that, I have to find it somewhere. But, yeah, I like the red of course, the big changes, no Chief Wahoo. I don't know where you stand on Chief Wahoo. There's some people saying it's racist and stereotypical. There's some people saying it's harmless. I'm in the middle. I see both sides of the coin. It's a sports logo, but it's also saying that all Indians have red skin. So, well, it's not saying that personally, but, you know. You get what I'm saying. I see both sides of it. I'm... I don't know. The Bloxley logo is okay. I don't mind it. You can't use the Wishbone Sea logo because there's that baseball team down south that has it. Although, historically, Cleveland had that for a while as well. I think that might have been before the Reds used the Wishbone Sea. If I'm remembering right. Anyway, the red jersey's sharp. The All-Star Game logo is a guitar on... What was it? The left sleeve? That was okay. I mean, it's nice. It's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. It identifies with the Northeastern Ohio City. So, yeah, I like it. I mean, I love the red jersey because my favorite color is red. The red's red jersey is my favorite as well. I would like the Los Angeles Angels red jersey if the font and number wasn't red as well. Stop that. That's bad. Us people that work in sports need to see the numbers. Don't make the numbers and the jersey the same color. Rant over. 
for now. But yeah, new Cleveland Indian jerseys. The Navy jersey is now the away Cleveland fonts. It's the just Cleveland letters. I liked it better when it was the Cleveland Indians word scribe and it was I think I said word scribe, the word script. I like that better, but yeah, it's serviceable. Gray jerseys, same sans the Chief Wahoo logo. And I think the home white jersey's the same, again, with the All Star logo. It's shared on Twitter. Uh, I believe it's just Indians. But yeah, new red jersey. I dig it. Hard to believe state semifinal football starts this weekend. Most games Friday, couple games Saturday. Still, chance to see it locally before they move to Canton. And there's still local teams in, I think, almost every division that are vying for a football state title. So support your area, support your teams, your friends, your neighbors, your kids, what have you. We're going to award state titles for football next weekend. So you might remember earlier, I mentioned there was something I wanted to talk about for the Middletown Madison and Wheelersburg game. It's from journal-news.com. Rick Asano writes, Madison chooses to forego legal action after regional football defeat. To jump into it, Madison's high school football is over. Mohawks shouldn't hang their heads, though. Middletown Madison really had a great season. Apparently, Wheelersburg had someone behind the Mohawks bench with a microphone and a camera. And he stated that he was doing trailers for his company. He was shooting the video and doing the audio in his hand. And apparently when head coach Steve Poff of Madison went over to him, he said he was talking to his wife, the guy with the camera and the microphone in his head. Madison goes to the OHSAA Monday morning to plead their case. And apparently the videos didn't have the footage that Madison said they had. They said they were edited in such a way. Wanted to get a restraining order on it, but it was nixed because there's not enough evidence to support it. And apparently the guy on the sideline said two man wide into a microphone as Madison broke its huddle for a play in the final seconds of that game. I don't know what to make of it. I wasn't there for Milltown Madison versus Wheelersburg. I don't know. I mean, it sounds fishy, but very, very interesting situation. Again, it's journal-news.com. You can read it from Rick Cassano. Apparently, the conversation got pretty heated, and the guy that is guilty of having the microphone in his hand and doing that posted on his page, Never in my life would I F ever imagined that talking to my wife while doing my job would cause so much trouble. Hashtag respect the shooter. So Willersburg's moving on. And you can read the article, Mohawks will lose 18 to graduation. But should be a pretty good year next year for Middletown Masson and the Mohawks. Because you're always going to have players fill in the gaps I think that will do it for episode 72 of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. 
Reminding you to remember that the letter M still exists no matter what week it is. Hopefully we'll get some guests on in future episodes. I'm thankful for you for listening to this podcast. Episode 72 in the books. The letter M still exists on the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. This has been another installment of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the local Cincinnati and Dayton sports podcast. Closing theme by James Anderson from FreePD.com. Follow the podcaster on Twitter at the Lee W. Mowen, spelled T-H-E-L-E-W-M-O-W-E-N, and the podcast on Twitter at Gem on Queen Crown. Like the Facebook page, The Gem on the Queen's Crown. For every link and platform available to listen to the local Sunday Sports Podcast, please visit theleewmowen.com slash podcast. Would you like a question about sports answered on the podcast? Send a message on Twitter at either account or visit theleewmowen.com and click Contact Me and your question might be answered in a future episode. Thank you for listening and your support of this podcast.